0: You're listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. Christopher Sean Shaw is an award-winning filmmaker and owner of Anchor Productions, and he directed the recently released redemptive comedy, Church People. Featuring a stellar cast with Thor Ramsey and Aaron Cahill, Stephen Baldwin, Billy Baldwin, his wife China Phillips, Michael Monks, and then Donald Faison and Joey Fatone, just to name a few. Well, Christopher also produced, directed, and edited the hilarious comedy cooking show, Something Smells Funny, hosted by comedian Scott Wood, featuring special guests Victoria Jackson, Mark Christopher Lawrence, and others. But in between freelance film productions, Christopher helps businesses, organizations, and individuals increase their visibility with high quality and memorable video content and consulting and so much more. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome award winning filmmaker and director Christopher Sean Shaw to the show. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Bond.
0: Well, this is great, Christopher, because. I talked to a lot of actors and actresses and comedians and I always like the behind-the-scenes stuff. And uh hopefully you're gonna Me give too. us a great picture of that. So for you, how did you actually get involved in filmmaking?
1: Uh my story goes all the way back to the womb. Do we have time? Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, go back to creation.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't there for that. <laughs> Um, okay, so actually, when I was growing up as a, as a young lad, um, uh, I grew up in a really small, some people would say town, some people would say city, but actually it was neither. It was the village of Plainfield, Ohio. No joke, when you drive in, it says village of Plainfield. So um, I think there was less than 200 population, maybe more than that if you include pets, maybe, <laughs> but it was small. So I grew up with stars in my eyes and I actually wanted to be an actor and, um, fast forward. I went to college for acting shout out to Otterbein college, which is now Otterbein university. And, um, my, my degree, my degree was uh, theater performance, acting, directing. However, over the years, I found myself more and more behind the camera. Cause I get these ideas and be like, oh, there, there's a scene I could act in. And then I would shoot it because I had a VHS camera. VHS, you remember that?
0: Oh, I had, I had Any, one. Anybody it's, it's out there about, remember
1: VHS?
0: Oh yeah, <laughs> it's on your shoulder. and It's real large and heavy. I, I remember well, the, those days.
1: Well, the first one that our family had was a larger one, but then when I was in college, my parents got me one that was called a slim cam. Are you familiar with the slim cam? I believe it so. Only, it was only four and a half pounds. And it shot it shot good footage for VHS. It was really good footage, so uh, I experimented a lot with that. And in college, I would often think like, "Wow, I wish I could be in front of the camera and behind the camera at the exact same time." But you know, only God can do something like that. So <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't in the cards. But um, so yeah, so I just found myself more and more behind the camera and enjoying that more and more. Um, after uh, college in Ohio, I moved to Southern California and sort of lackadaisically pursued um, film acting. I did extra work on and off, you know, background acting for a few years off and on, and um, got featured in some things that was fun, but it, it it started feeling like a dead-end job. And then I'd heard about a, um, a speed film competition called the 168 Film Project over the years. And um, shout out to 168film.com, great competition. Um, if you want to learn, you know, acting or or filmmaking or cinematography or whatever, hands-on, that's a great thing to go through. For years, my director reel was actually clips from 168 film projects I did. So um, it's it's a phenomenal experience. So shout out to them. But um, I'd heard about it and I finally gotten around to doing one in 2008. So I did my very first 168 and then two years later. Um, was my very first collaboration with Thor Ramsey, who's the star of Church People and who also wrote the original drafts. Um, yeah, so uh, I collaborated with him, and uh, then we did several more uh, varying years later um, of 168. So Thor and I have collaborated on numerous short films, and Church People was our first of hopefully many features.
0: Well, then let me ask you this, because when it comes to filmmakers or directors Uh, maybe some executive producers. But for you, was there one particular film that inspired you to make movies?
1: Hmm. That's a great question. I would have to say probably not one particular one, uh, but I would... Yeah, I mean, I I think it was more more along the lines of filmmakers that were inspirations. Like, I, I really enjoyed some of Ron Howard's films. I really enjoyed some of Steven Spielberg films. Um, I'm a sucker for the the gliding, moving shots. I love the the smoothness of that. So you know, people like Michael Day have that in Spades, and Steven Spielberg and Bob Zemeckis, and you know the the big time filmmakers like that. Um, so it, I think it's more of the of how visually how it looks that was inspiring to me. So it wasn't like a particular one. However, that being said, I think one of the first movies I probably saw was Star Wars.
0: And then, you know, and that that was big. And I love watching the behind-the-scenes documentaries on how they how George Lucas actually made Star Wars and the things that they've shot. And you're sitting there scratching your head, thinking, "Wow, you know, it takes so much creativity, especially for a space movie, and yeah. to film a space movie when you're not ever going to be in space." To me, that is, that's yeah. not only difficult, it just takes a ton of creativity to do the same thing.
1: And the other thing, too, uh, in context of behind the scenes and stuff, is when you watch behind the scenes on how to make a movie, you sort of realize that the overnight success, in quotes, is a myth. Because there's so much that came before leading up to that quote-unquote overnight success.
0: Oh oh, absolutely. I mean, to me, one of my one of my favorite films of all time is Duel by Steven Spielberg. And Saw that that and, 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 I, and, and I love Die Hard. And now Die Hard is' kind of you know people kind of laugh, but what I liked about the comparison of the two is you have one main character and there, and if you watch many of the scenes, they're acting by themselves, they're not feeding off of another character it's maybe you know there's a thought process going on they're they're thinking right. out li- loud they're yeah. talking out loud but they are acting by themselves with nothing but them and i to me that is one of the most creative things ever and you know I, and even my own director of my show he and i have an affinity to jaws based on the way that it was filmed You know, and, you know, because if you study that film, you can actually learn a lot about filmmaking when you watch Jaws. You know, instead of just watching the shark eat people, there's an art to that.
1: Yeah, and and they were forced into that, too, because the shark wouldn't work. So they, I think they planned on showing the shark way sooner than they did, but they couldn't because of all the days the shark didn't work. I mean, there were days and days and days they couldn't shoot anything because the water got you know, infuse in the mechanics of the shark, and it didn't work. But uh, back to Die Hard, real quick. Here's yeah. the here's the here's the question regarding Die Hard, though: Is it or is it not a Christmas movie, and why? I,
0: I will always <laughs> call it a Christmas movie.
1: <laughs>
0: I, I saw I saw the night on I think it was Comedy Central where they roasted um, Bruce Willis. That was the uh-huh. last thing he said, and it was it was just so funny. But I always say. Yeah, it's Christmas time because te- technically, I don't like watching Die Hard any time of the year except during the month of December.
1: There you go. You know, have you just... seen the Have you seen the Netflix show, um, the movies that made us, and the behind the scenes on they no. did Die Hard? They did a behind the scenes on Die Hard. See, it's on I... Net, It's on Netflix. A whole bunch of behind the scenes. They interview a lot of the original people who were involved, both in front of and behind the camera. And Die Hard was one of the specials.
0: Well, I have a Nakatomi T-shirt.
1: <laughs> <laughs> have you seen Have you seen that meme on Facebook? Uh, that says uh, "Mark safe from attack at Nakatomi Plaza." <laughs> I,
0: I need to look that one up. I also have this sweatshirt that says "Ho ho ho!" I have a machine gun. I have that. <laughs> so, but back to you, Christopher, because again, the art of filmmaking, and I love the fact that you you wanted to be an actor. You went to acting school, and don't you think that that gives you a little bit of an edge when it comes to filmmaking behind the camera because you know what it's like to be in front of it?
1: Yes, I think so. I think it does help to have a sense of uh, what the actors are going through, so to speak, um, uh, so that you can communicate better with them. And actually, one of the questions I asked uh, some of the key actors and church people before we rolled was how would you like to be directed and a lot of them were like shocked that i asked that like like that seemed to surprise nearly everybody i asked that question to because there's different there's different styles of directing and there's different styles of acting and so um i tend to be a results oriented director like i know what i'm looking for and i tend to want to give results oriented tweaks as opposed to discovery oriented where you sort of walk on a journey with the actor and discover it together, so I just asked him like um how would you like to be directed and um they uh they mostly graciously said, you know what whatever whatever works best to to get what we need so that was fantastic
0: wow so uh so you're not going to be one of these." Hard nosed directors doing a thousand takes at a time, probably like a Stanley Kubrick or somebody like that, or
1: or a David Fincher who's notorious for like ninety nine takes. Yeah, no, um, my average takes on Church People was somewhere around five or six. I, if I'm not mistaken, it was around five or six takes.
0: See, I love you know, I love the film, and thank
1: you, thank you,
0: and, and I say that sincerely and honestly. I really love the film because. When I'm sent a screener, I'm going to look at the film differently than if somebody went to the theater to watch it. They're going to go, they want to get entertained. I'm sitting there thinking character development. I'm, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, what's the quality of the acting like? Is the story good? Is the story flowing correctly? Is it slow? Is it fast moving? I loved church people because of the fact that the church... Needs to do two things. One, laugh at themselves, and the other thing is to straighten it, straighten themselves up. Amen. And, and, I, Amen. Got that, and I got that. I
1: got. in that camp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I got that from church people because I was sitting there, cut. Kind of, I was laughing like, "Oh, I know who that is," and uh, so I loved each character, and. But I really got to say this because the thing that really stood out for me was I loved Thor's lead character. I mean, that's the guy that really keeps the church going and and I and the fact that and I thought the pastor in the in the movie was a he was a perfect choice. Michael and won. but what was funny, is that he also portrayed what really goes on in church today? Is having a board of yes people. Yes. They won't ever say no to him, because that comes down to either I'm going to lose my position or I'm going to lose my job for not agreeing. But Thor's character, uh, he played, he plays Guy, and he was the one that would always go up against the pastor. Yep. And and I I love that, and I think we need to see that in the real world today. But, uh, but how did you, and I, and I know that you just mentioned that you had, you have worked with Thor many different times. So how did you meet Thor Ramsey and knowing him, knowing him being the lead actor and, act, and I guess what, he was the one that wrote Church People.
1: Yeah, he was the initial writer on Church People. We ended up having three writers. There was Thor, Wes Hulula, and there was also Bob Sands. Um, and so anyway, um, how I met Thor was through the, well, I met him on Facebook, actually, initially in 2009. Um, well, okay, so here's the deal. So in 2009, I had just come out of an unhealthy living situation with a bunch of different roommates, and I moved into my bachelor pad. Uh, married now, thank God. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I moved into my bachelor pad in uh, Northern California, and it was nice and quiet And, but I also sensed the Lord was doing something in my heart and I needed to laugh. And so I had a subscription to christiancinema.com and that was back when they would do the, the, the hard copy DVDs where they sent them out like Netflix. And so I went to their comedy section and for the most part, just went through their alphabetical order. And early in the alphabet is this show called Bananas, B, Bananas, and Thor Ramsey's the host of Bananas. So I I may have already been Facebook friends with them um, I'm not sure but the the way they would do the DVDs is they they would show behind the scenes which I love behind the scenes like you do uh, they would show the full um, uh, unaired version of the show the comedy show that happened they would show the the aired version of the comedy show that showed up on cable and so I would watch the behind the scenes and I would just devour that stuff and Thor would be interviewing these comics and I'm just sitting there going. Well, one, I was sitting there going like, wow, what would it be like to be friends with somebody like Thor Ramsey? Like, you know, I was a Thor Ramsey fanboy. And I was like, he just he looks so fun. You know, what would it be like to be friends with him? And then I was also thinking, you know what? I'm going to see if these different comics are on Facebook and I'm just going to send him a friend request. And honestly, that's how a major part of this story and the ball got rolling was I connected with people on social media. I mean, that's how I met Stephen Baldwin, for crying out loud. Um, I I met him on, I met him on social media. Yeah. Uh, we had a proof of concept trailer for the script that Thor. So let me back up a second. So Thor and I met on social media. Um, I invited him to be on our one six, eight film project for 2010, which ended up being a, a well-beloved short called skip listening, which we also have a feature film script for. So we're hoping for funding for that. Um, and in my opinion, the feature is even better than the short. So, um. So yeah, so we did Skip Listening. He loved the experience, I loved the experience, so we did several more together. But while we were prepping to shoot Skip Listening, we were in casting, I think, he told me about his script for a movie that he had titled Youth Group, which later became Church People. But Youth Group was the script that he wanted to star in and direct, and he just wanted to network with filmmakers to make it. So one of the reasons he came on our 168 team was so that he can network with people to see if he can get his movie made. Because he's like, well, if I'm going to get this made, I am guess I'm going to have to network with people. Right. So um, and that's how the, the ball got rolling. Later in 2010, we did a proof of concept trailer based on scenes from the script at the time. It's been through many iterations since then, but we had a script at the time and we shot scenes specifically for a trailer. And some people even thought we had shot the whole movie because of that. <laughs> even though we had bumpers on the end, hey, if you can help us get this made, email us here. <laughs> but um, so yeah, so we did that, and I pitched that off and on for a couple of years on um on social media. Um, embarrassed Thor. You can ask him about that when you interview him. You can ask him, like, uh, so how embarrassed were you when Christopher Sean Shaw was <laughs> blasting? this youth group proof of concept all over the place but it caught the eye of Stephen Baldwin and he responded pretty quickly after I I I just sent a tweet to him asking if he would retweet it and um he basically replied rather quickly who do I talk to directly to see how I can best support your vision for this project wow that's incredible Long story short, that turns into a phone call with his producing partner and Thor and me, and then fast forward a couple of months. I think we have an in-person meeting in that lasts nearly uh, three hours. That was in early 2013, the day after my birthday, and uh, and yeah, so it started there. And then three and a half years later, cameras were finally rolling on Youth Group, later to be titled Church People.
0: Well, then. Was it difficult for you and Thor to actually get church people made? I mean, you're explaining it, but what, you know, how did the funding come about? Cause you know, (laughs) faith-based films is, that's a whole different animal
1: when it comes to other films. Yeah, especially the budget that we had. We had a, we had an over $1.5 million budget, uh, which is practically unheard of, not only for a faith-based film, but for a faith-based comedy. Um, That's, I mean, like, because there were other people who were interested had they been able to raise the money they would have done it for less than 500,000 easily but it wouldn't have been the movie that you saw it just wouldn't have been
0: yeah i agree
1: so yeah, yeah well, it was it was challenging i mean the i mean the two ends of this was the the fundraising and landing the distribution those were the two longest period. i mean the movie took 20 days to shoot
0: well that's what i was going to ask so, you
1: so so leading up to that was about Five and a half years. And this is from the time I came on board. So I don't know when Thor initially wrote the script, but this is when I came on board five and a half years later-ish, six years, we're rolling cameras. And then another almost five years, it's released in theaters. So those are long handles on either side, you know? I I feel you, Christopher. Yeah, it was challenging.
0: Yeah, yeah. Funding funding is... The worst part of the job, the creativity is where we want to be, but oh my gosh, trying to search for funding is the biggest hair pulling situation when it comes to people like you, people like me. It just has to be done. But how did Mike Lindell get involved?
1: I was was just going to say, I, (laughs) I, I want to give a shout out to Mike Lindell because he's the one who funded the movie. I mean, that's, His money got the movie made. So, um, I mean, obviously I do believe ultimately God's hand was all over this thing. He brought the team together that he brought together and filmmaking is a team collaborative uh, process for sure. I mean, you enjoy films that you enjoy because of the team effort behind it not because of one man or one woman. Um, So yeah, so Mike Lindell uh, was really, uh, uh, Mike Lindell and Stephen Baldwin were really good friends and um mike had an autobiography of his book and he wanted to make a movie out of his life story and so um he uh i'm trying to i just blanked sorry so so he he wanted to make a movie out of his life story and so he was just asking stephen one day um hey can i come on set with you because i don't really know how movies are made can i come on set with you and like just see how it's done and stephen was like i'll do you one better Let's make a movie together, and that movie was our movie.
0: Wow, you know, and I, and I, lo- I'm, I'm not going to give anything away, but I loved Mike's cameo.
1: <laughs> and it came when you least expected it, didn't it?
0: It it did. And yeah. so I want to talk to you about the characters in Church People. Sure. Every character I thought was perfect. The storyline. I'm not. I don't want to give anything away to all the viewers and listeners. There are some prizes in the storyline that I did not see coming, nice. which I really loved. But there's there's two characters that I absolutely love. And I'm gonna I'm gonna throw an idea out to you, and you can tell Thor and even tell Stephen, because this is really funny that you talked about both of them. I loved Thor's character, playing guy, he's the lead character in church, people. And I'm sitting there the whole time, and this is before I even even looked up who Thor Ramsey was. Mm. So I watched the whole film because I wanted to watch it completely clean. And I'm and I'm sitting sitting there watching him act, and I'm like, hmm, there's something different. You cannot act like you know the word of God unless you know the word of God. And I'm thinking, he knows because the way he would let's say talk to the youth group Mm or are are the best, one of the best parts of the movie is the ending. So I don't want to say anything about that. And, (laughs) but when you, but when he talks, I'm like, you, that's not acting. He's being real. And to me, and tell me if I'm wrong, you caught his, his real self on camera in certain parts of his character, didn't you?
1: Well, I I think that's very fair to say, uh, because interestingly enough, um, Michael Monks, who played Pastor Skip, um, is also an acting coach, an acting teacher. And so he was actually our on-set acting coach, uh, specifically for Thor, but for one or two other people too, I think. Um, And the technique that he taught Thor uh, very much related to real life. And so thor came out of that experience like like there's a scene that unfortunately you don't get to see it in its full context um because there was a couple of minutes ish cut out of it but the scene where he's where he meets somebody for the first time i'll put it that way where he meets somebody for the first time um he sheds like like he's full on shedding tears Crying, and we did several takes. We did probably seven takes of that scene of that of him crying, and the technique that Michael Monks taught him, he used, and it was a it was it was kind of a slice of of real life in in that process. But yeah, yeah I think that's I think that's fair to say.
0: Yeah, I mean, I completely fell in love with his character. The other character that I absolutely loved as well, which kind of took me by surprise, was Stephen Baldwin, and. When his when his character first appeared on camera, the first thing I thought that went through my mind was is every church has one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna well, leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. Every church has one. But it <laughs> can be a good thing or it could be a kind of a weird thing. So yeah. as the movie went on, I kept paying closer and closer attention to Stephen Baldwin's character. And I absolutely loved it. I mean, it. His part was so well written, like everybody else. But his part, there was just something special about it. So, so Christopher, so as when I finished watching the film, this is what. This is exactly what came into my mind. I can see both Thor and Stephen together, being a new comedic duo for a new version of Touched by an Angel. Oh, wow. And to me, that should be a somebody, Netflix.
1: Somebody get Robo Downey on the phone right now.
0: <laughs> because, because you, you, you know, it's so weird because you have Thor who can play so many different emotions. And you have Steven who plays a character that never wavers from who he is. He never breaks that. You, you don't, you know, there's not a happy, there's not a sad. It's just that character. He never wavers from side to side. And I'm thinking, that's touched by an angel in a funny way.
1: And did you like that little tag at the end? Yeah. Yeah. We'll, I, well we won't here's give a, that away.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. We're not going to give up. But I will say this: that did tag. You not opened... Laugh
1: out loud. Did you not laugh out loud when that? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah.
0: Well, the the when Stephen came comes in at that part, that literally opened up the door for church people too.
1: <laughs>
0: so yeah. I think that's. Um, I think there's a sequel in 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 the works for that because I can see it. Uh, I can see another version coming, and uh, so you may need to make a phone call to uh, Michael Lindell <laughs> Sell more of my pillows. <laughs>
1: <laughs> From your lips to got ears. Hey, God's that. Ears. <laughs>
0: yeah, I got you. Well, you know. So for you, and, and I and I and I'll ask Thor the same question. But for you, what was the particular goal? for church people?
1: Well, for me, to be honest with you from the beginning was just like, wow, I'm I'm collaborating with Thor Ramsey on a project. I mean, like, I, I'm not kidding. I was a Thor Ramsey fanboy. And um, I loved his style of comedy. His delivery was great. And his script writing, in my opinion, is some of the best that I've read. I mean, I love his screenwriting. Um, The various shorts that we've done and stuff i mean he can knock out a short in one or two days he can knock out a feature in like you know if he's just writing by himself he can knock it out in a month or less i mean like he's just prolific um and as a matter of fact there's a lot more features comedies in the queue that could use prayer and funding so please pray and please pray for funding because there's a lot more i mean possibly even funnier than what you saw in church people. So,
0: well, I will, I will say this. I've seen quite a few faith-based films and a lot of them, you know, you have to pull the Kleenex out, but at the same time, in the beginning, a lot of the faith-based films, they just suck. (laughs) And let's just be honest. Okay. You know, um,
1: I don't know that I've ever been on an interview or seen an interview where that is so blatantly said, and I do agree with you.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, in the beginning, but it's gotten better. But church people, ladies and gentlemen, this is a film that if you have never seen it, you need to see this film. As Christians, as a body of Christ, we need to laugh at ourselves. But at the same time, we may need to look at it a little deeper past the laughter because... There's a lot of lessons to be learned. And Christopher, what I loved about every character in Church People is that those characters live in every church across the country. And I love I like, Yeah, I love Blaze. Yeah. Every every youth group every youth group has a Blaze in it.
1: Yeah. Shout out to Clancy McCartney. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Yeah, and I want to say too um one of the things that I like to tell people in regards to watching church people, there's going to be at least one or two characters you relate with. No matter where you are in your faith journey, whether you're a believer or not, new believer, old believer, there's somebody in that film that you can relate to.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's, I mean, it's funny because not but probably six miles from here is Carrie Shook's church in the woodlands. And so when I watched church, people, when I actually, I tell you what, when I saw the trailer, I'm thinking, Kerry used to do stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. he would have the big props, and that's how he that's how he got known. and mm-hmm. he doesn't do a whole lot of prop stuff like he used to, but he's one of the best Bible teachers in the country. He's real, he's genuine, he's sincere and and so when I watched the film, I could see a lot of that and then also where the film makes the turn. So, Christopher, what stellar work that you and Thor have done on that movie? Now, when y'all were sitting in a meeting room, and and I'm sure that, did you have to create characters that were not in the script yet? Or did you just kind of go through the script and then let it develop on its
1: own? Yeah, the script, like I said, the script had many iterations. I think Thor did at least 20 30 some drafts on his own and then um another writer came in bob sands he did a draft and then the shooting draft that we did was actually the the last draft which was thor and wes halula wrote a draft and there you know elements from each one stayed of course but thing and then change, things changed the background of the person he meets partway through the film is is uh an addition that came through collaborations with bob sands And uh, so, yeah, um, it went through many uh, iterations, and um, it's been a long process. But I will say this, um, shout out to Steven on that character of Chad that you like so much, because he created that character. Like, that character was not originally in the story. And um, as a matter of fact, the high concept, and Thor can tell you all about how the high concept of the crucifixion came about, because that wasn't part of the original drafts of his script. Now that was there by the time I came on board and saw the the first draft that I saw, but there were like five or six drafts before that that didn't have the high concept of crucifying a live human being <laughs> at Good Friday service. I love the story. insane, it's insane. <laughs> but the board's already agreed to it. But, uh, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. we actually had a joke, we actually joked one time that we thought it'd be funny if when he said the boards already agreed to it, we did a flashback to a boardroom scene where everybody around the table was wearing a tie dye shirt and a blazer, like like Pastor Skip was. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, it went through uh, many iterations. But Stephen created that character, the character of Chad. I mean, that was his uh, conception. That was all uh, he went out. He went out on his own and got the wardrobe for that character. Like you know, we had a wardrobe person. But Steven went out on his own. Like he had that character in his head. And it's funny that you say every church has one because um, he and um, Mike Lindell would talk sometimes behind the scenes about how like, you know, there's always that church greeter that like, no matter what time you come into the service, they find you and they, and they sort of like are just right there. They won't like, and so yeah. Mike Lindell used to go to church late so he could avoid, the church greeter.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I can relate to that, you know, because, you know, that type of person is where you walk into the church door and you're like, you're looking around, see if you can't get to the sanctuary without getting stopped, you know? So, again, we can all relate. But my gosh, kudos to Stephen Baldwin for creating that character within the movie because, I see a spinoff here, <laughs> you know, you know, so uh, you may, may need to tell Steven and Thor, there's a spinoff right there with that one character, because I can see it going places. I didn't see it going to, to a long way because, I mean, I'm not going to, I don't want any, I don't want to let it, anybody know what happened, but you know, that ending, <laughs> yeah. Man, you had me there. <laughs> you know, you know, there. Ladies and gentlemen, seriously, this is a film you have to, to get. You need to sit down with your family one evening and watch it. I love the film so much that I want to watch it again because I'm afraid, did I miss anything? Because, again, uh, Christopher, I love the characters. I love the character development. I want to see, did I miss something the first time? Because to me, that's how good this film is. And, and, it's, and I think right now, there is a need that needs to be filled. And that is faith-based comedy, where you're not offending people with comedy. You're just bringing out the truth. And if you can't laugh at yourself, then, then we're missing the opportunity to actually change as people. And that's yeah, what I, like- I loved about church people. We can laugh... But there are some serious questions to ask behind that laughter because it, you know, and you know what I'm talking about.
1: I like I don't to call wanna, it poignant, poignant laughter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to offend anybody, but ladies and gentlemen, seriously, you, you need to laugh again. You know, for the last two years, I think everybody forgot to laugh. You need to laugh again. Church some people ha- is the, the perfect years, what ha- film. What
1: happened in the past few years? Something um, happened in the past two years? Like, whoa, whoa. Uh,
0: lockdown, maybe? Mm-hmm. Pandemic? <laughs>
1: oh, 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 oh.
0: <laughs> I should say great that, filmmaking, that, too.
1: That, that thing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know I, I made a tweet on on, on Twitter uh, yesterday, and I said, hey, I, uh, I think Fauci saw his shadow, so it's either means six weeks or six years more COVID. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> If it weren't so sad.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, let me ask you this now uh, for all of my viewers and listeners, where can they get church people?
1: Excellent question. Thanks for asking. Well, church people uh, at the time we're recording, this is currently on demand um, on several major uh, on demand platforms. So basically anywhere you watch on demand. So Amazon uh, Google Play Apple TV Vimeo voodoo Christian cinema has it uh, YouTube has it and um, and actually I heard that if you have a voodoo uh, subscription it's free with ads on voodoo so but yeah it's it's all over on demand and on February 8th um, it comes out to DVD so um, I wish I had a copy with me I, I believe one is on the way but I um, it's on DVD, a hard digital copy, um, February 8th.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, we're going gonna to pop the DVD up on screen so you know what the jacket cover looks like. Church People, a film that everybody, regardless if you're a believer or not, it's the film you need to see. Time to laugh, maybe time to cry. I'm not going to give everything away, but it is a stellar piece of work, Christopher. And for well, you... Thank you. What other projects are you attached to and what's on the horizon?
1: Well, thank you for that. And before I answer that question, I just want to say that I, you know, like I said, collaborative effort. I was surrounded by stellar people. I was surrounded by stellar cast, stellar crew, and stellar writers. So I mean, like, it takes a village to make it. So if you love church people, just know that there was a whole team involved that that made that happen and ultimately the hand of God because I totally believe God's hand was on it because of how long it took to take and all the ups and downs along the way I mean I totally believe God's hand was on it so I hope you enjoy it and if you do please share 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 the trailer on social media share it word of mouth email etc because we do not have a Hollywood size marketing budget so if you love it Please share it and get the word out. Um, Well, let me, wait,
0: real quick. Let me ask you that because I was going, I was wondering, uh, how did you initially get the word out about church people? Because I understand that it was in the theaters, what, last year, the year before last?
1: Yeah, last year, uh, March of 21, it was a Fathom event for, um, and because of uh, COVID and we lost about 250 theaters, because Fathom events is usually around 700 or more theaters, and we were in about 400 nationwide. So be, because of that, uh, our distributor was able to negotiate a three-day fathom event as opposed to the traditional one-night fathom event. So we did three nights, uh, or two nights in one day, I guess, because the the Sunday was a matinee, and it was um, it was top ten at the box office on a per screen average for that for at least two of those days, if not all three. So so that was really exciting. But the word got out because of uh, fathom events and our distributor collide media group and by the way collide media groups the ones that put that trailer together so if you love that trailer shout out to collide media group and their editor scott edge who did a phenomenal job on that trailer didn't give too much away didn't give all the funny away either there's funnier stuff in the movie that was than was in the trailer so i kudos to them for that But yeah, Collide Media Group uh, was our distributor and also our marketing team. So they got the word out and fathom events.
0: So again, what's on the horizon?
1: So um, as you mentioned uh, at the top, uh, there is a a TV show called Something Smells Funny with comedian Scott Wood. We've shot four episodes. You can watch them for free on Tubi. Just go to TubiTV.com and search Something Smells Funny or download the free Tubi app. It's T-U-B-I-T-V.com or the Tubi app. And uh, Something Smells Funny, so that's fun. We wanna do more of those, but of course we need funding to do more of those. Um, I'm also attached to a a docu-series that we're affectionately calling a dog-u-series because it's about service dogs. Um, And that's a partnership with executive producer Ron Springer. And um, we interview people with service dogs. We talk about the difference between fake and real service dogs and their backstories and, and all this, uh, you know, enca- encounters with service dogs and what a real service dog is really like, one who's properly trained. So that's uh, something that we're, uh, um, we shot it and we have enough, I think, for one episode to complete one episode and we're crowdfunding the rest. So you can find out more about that at the com. Series.com. and then like i said thor has numerous scripts uh collaborations with other people it looks like we're getting an option agreement for one um it looks like we're getting an option agreement for one that's really fun really it's one of the most unique hilarious christian films i've ever i mean like films in general it's a unique film in general and let's just say Adam and Eve in the modern day are involved.
0: Oh, that's going to be good.
1: (laughs) That's going to be good. Well, you know what, Christopher?
0: Yeah. You know, one of the things that, that I really want to see is faith-based content, faith-based movies, TV series that reach into the mainstream. You know, you know, I mentioned touched by an angel in a way that was something that was very big in the mainstream. And I think It can still be done regardless of the type of cancel culture, the trolls, the haters, the militant attitude from certain types of groups out there. I know that the Lord has a way to get this content into the mainstream so that the non-believer and the believer can be blessed by watching this type of content.
1: Yeah, I mean, just hear the stories from uh, the Kendrick brothers or the Irwin brothers. Their movies have gone mainstream, at least to a certain degree. And um, there's been quite a bit of crossover appeal and lives being changed. Lives are changed. Many, many, many lives. So, yeah, I think it's possible. I think it'll take, especially in today's age, I think it'll take a miracle (laughs) to to do it on the level you're talking, but I, I, there are glimpses of it happening.
0: Well, the way I look at it is this. The greatest thing about a miracle is, when it happens, you know who did it. So you Amen. can't deny. And to me, that's God's greatest calling card
1: <laughs> That's a really good perspective, I think. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and well, for beyond, you, it's beyond uh, human strength and you know it. It's beyond human strength and you know it. So there you oh, go.
0: Oh, oh, absolutely. Now for you, uh, what are you, what are some of the things that you're hearing from the public who have seen church people? What have they been saying about it?
1: Um, mostly favorable, which I'm, which I'm very, very, very pleased with, uh, because, um, what a lot of people don't know is there was quite a bit cut from the film. There was quite a bit of funny cut from the film. So um, my um, director's cut was significantly longer than what you saw, and so in order to get it down to a more palatable time frame, um, you know, stuff had to be uh, lost. So, um, so yeah, it's I, I'm very given that because I because I think we shot a really really funny film, and unfortunately, all the funny couldn't be in it so given that I'm, I'm very pleased at the the overwhelming um mostly favorable very favorable reactions
0: well fantastic now for you because you have gone from being a, an acting student to now an award-winning filmmaker what advice would you give to aspiring creatives and actors and filmmakers out there
1: well, I have to preface this question, this answer with, of course, if uh, God tells you something different, please do that. <laughs> Don't listen to me. <laughs> but from a practical perspective, unless you have other direction, um, there really is no excuse nowadays to not be able to shoot something. I mean, hello. I mean, the camera on these are, are better and better and better on your smartphone. Um, and the other thing too, is surround yourself by like-minded people. So I started, I mean, honestly, I started, I would get these ideas and I would shoot these quirky little goldie, the goldfish videos. I, I, I had this idea for a bachelor and a goldfish. So I went out and I got a goldfish and I did this one idea and that turned into like 11 more ideas. And so I had this like whole series with goldie, the goldfish. And that is actually what caught Thor's eye to want to reach out and say, tell me about your film background. That's sort of what got the ball rolling. I was utilizing the resources at my disposal. So that's that's the key. Utilize the resources at your disposal. If you don't have a resource that you need, somebody you know probably does, you know? If you're not, like for me, I'm not a great DP. I'm not a director of photography, a cinematographer, right? So when I do, a job like church people, I hire a DP, you know? You get people around you who know what they're doing. I could write okay. I'm not the best writer. Thor Ramsey, in my opinion, is a brilliant writer. Wes Lula, brilliant writer. Bob Sands makes a living at writing for crying out loud. So you surround yourself with people who know how to write. I have a friend in Michigan named Jamie A. Hope. I'm attached to some projects with her. She's an excellent writer. So when you know what your strengths and weaknesses are, make sure you surround yourself with people who fill in what your weaknesses are. Oh. So that you're not you're not wearing too many hats.
0: Well, yeah, ex- exactly, because sometimes we get to the point of feeling like a one-man band. And yeah. you know, and, and you were right. You know, ladies and gentlemen, especially for for a lot of you young creatives out there if you're watching or listening, you know, we know the smartphone. It's Camera, video, audio, you can download free apps to edit your video and you can upload it to a thousand places. And, you know, you're right, Christopher, it just takes a little bit. And to me, I love it when people go to film school or they go to acting school. But even if they don't, it's amazing what you can learn through a life experience and just get your hands dirty start doing it. Don't worry about what anybody else says. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you something very, very important when it comes to going after your dream. Forget the naysayers, okay? They're just jealous because you decided to step out and do something. So what? You grabbed your smartphone and say, hey, I'm going to go make a five-minute film. Go do it and forget about what anybody else says. Why? Because the Lord talked to you. He didn't talk to them. He's talking to you. His hand of favor is on you. And look, you've got talent. You've got ability. You've got everything that the Lord has poured out to you. Now, you may think, hey, you know, I'm not as great as Christopher. I'm not as, as good at, at what Dr. Bond does. Hey, it doesn't matter. You
1: keep We're saying, probably not as great as you think we are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hedge, well, we, we, we're we not can as make... great as you think we are. <laughs>
0: we, we can make video look really, really good. But guess what? That takes a little bit of talent. But ladies and gentlemen, always ask the Lord, bless the gifts, talents, and abilities that you've given me, even if you don't even know what they are. You just ask the Lord to bless them, and I Amen. will guarantee you 110%. You're going to start seeing those gifts, those talents, those abilities start popping up and all of a sudden you're going to go, I did that? Yes, you did that. So many of you out there, you are the next Christopher Sean Shaw to create a new film. And brother, I've had the most awesome time with you.
1: Well, thank you so much for having me, Dr. Bond. I really appreciate it. And I'm very pleased that you enjoyed the film. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, absolutely. And and I can tell you one thing and you can tell Thor and Steven, the rest of the cast, I'm going to be shouting church people from the top <laughs> of the mountain. And not only that, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to see the church people trailer on the Dr. Ward Bond show, because we're going to make sure that the, the film gets out there and that you Watch it, and you can watch it on demand, but I can tell you one thing. You're going to have to get the DVD because this is a film you've got to have in your collection because anytime you need to watch something and laugh, grab Church People. It's the one you need. And, Christopher, one one more time, what is the website that people can go for Church People?
1: ChurchPeopleFilm.com. Uh, there's a button where you can watch the trailer there. There's a button where you can buy it Um the various ways that you'll be able to buy it whenever you look at it. And, uh, and also if you scroll down the homepage and sign up for updates and they will not lambast you with emails, but when there's something new out regarding the movie, they will let you know. So they'll let you know if like, for example, streaming is next after the DVD. So they'll let you know when, when it's going to be on streaming platforms. So, so yeah. So churchpeoplefilm.com, make sure you scroll down and sign up for updates.
0: All right. And ladies and gentlemen, and you know me, even, even when I interview all of those recording artists, what do I tell you? I say, buy the music, buy the album, buy the t-shirt, buy the merch. In this case, when it comes to church people, the, the movie, I want you to buy the DVD, not just Thank watching you. it for free. Why? Because by buying this movie, you're going to invest in the faith-based movie industry for people like Christopher and Thor and others to produce more films for all of us to enjoy, to watch, and more importantly, get the message of Christ out there, maybe through drama, maybe through a documentary, and definitely through comedy. So Christopher, again, thank you for honoring us with your time and sharing us, sharing with us the background of church people and a little bit of background of yourself as well
1: thank you so much for having me and i just want to piggyback on what you said that's absolutely true when people consume the content then that tells people with money to fund more content that hey there's an audience for this so if you get the dvd and there's record dvd sales that clues people in like okay there's an investor out there who might want to who might want to try to get a return on investment. Knowing that there's an audience out there for it, so and I'm we glad need to you brought know there's an audience.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I'm glad you brought that up, and that is true. When other people start seeing, and you know, we both we both work in an industry where a lot of people say numbers matter, and when it comes to monetary numbers after a project is done, ladies and gentlemen, those things are important. So, with today's program with Christopher or Sean Shaw, not only are you learning the background of Movie making, but you're also learning what it takes to get these things done. And yes, it takes a lot of money, and it is the hardest thing to acquire when it comes to faith based films. And, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who watch my show every day, you know you want to see great godly content. It takes money to do that. And, of course, I always tell people, you know, God's the source and He's the supply but he uses his creation to get that job done. So that's our job. So please go to churchpeoplefilm.com, buy that DVD and share it with your whole family. And when you tell your friends, go tell them to go buy the DVD because they can't have yours. (laughs)
1: i smell what you're cooking hey there you go
0: all right hey christopher again thank you so much for your time sharing us and 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 when you come out with the next film you got to contact me we'll do some more
1: amen sounds
0: great all right ladies and gentlemen we have a little bit more coming to you so uh stick around we'll be right back after these messages